going to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it like Biggie tried to do, and saying no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666. You can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Praising God and having favor with who? All the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So he didn't add anybody that wasn't saved. Uh-oh. God, why would God add a sinner to the church? But they had favor with all people and the Lord added the saved folks to the church. So as they began to believe, God welcomed them. The Lord added them to the fellowship because they believe. They believe what it was they were hearing. That's how you fellowship. We become a part of the fellowship because we believe. Amen? You married your husband because you believed in him. So you became a part of him. You became one with him because y'all believed. Right? He became one with you because y'all believed in each other. If you didn't believe in him, you're not going to become one with him. Right? And y'all ain't together if y'all don't believe. That's why you can't be unequally yoked. How are you going to be yoked together with an unbeliever? I like the yoke example the Bible uses. You know, the yoke means that you are in the, uh, what do you call that thing? What's another word for it? It was called the yoke that they would put on the cattle, the ox. And it would tie ox together, tie the ox together so that they couldn't turn. They couldn't separate when they turn. When they turn one way, it'll drag the other one the other way. They have to go the same way. That's the example of yoke that the Bible is using. Amen. Somebody's like, no, it's the egg, see, because you can't separate. It's hard to separate the, the, the egg. It just stay together all the time. No, that ain't. That might preach a little bit, but that's not what the Bible intended. <laughs> Acts 2, that's Acts 2. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be what? Such as should be saved. Praising God is an important part of church fellowship. Amen. When we come together as a group, we should do what? Glorify God by praising him. Amen. And you're not praising him because the music is the bomb. You're praising him because he is. Amen. He was God. He's going to be God whether you praise him or not. But you need to praise him if you want him to be God in your life. You want him to be God over your situation, you need to give him some praise. You want him to be God over your troubles, over your issues, then you need to give him some praise. Amen? That's how you release your issues to him. Throw them at, like, lift, like they say, lift those hands. Those hands. Whose hands? Those. Lift those hands and give him some praise. Quit holding on to it and let it go. That's what that's saying. L Amen? Psalms 1, four, uh, 149 and 1. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord what? A 
new song. That's what we do here. We sing new songs. We sing songs that we have written in ABC. They're new songs. Nothing wrong with singing old songs if that's what you like, but here in ABC, we sing new songs. I took the word literally, and I believe that if more folks sung new songs, then the homosexuals won't be holding the gospel music industry hostage. Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of saints. So sing his praise when you come together, when you congregate. Amen. So when the music starts, you should be singing. Amen. Bump that person next to you if they're not singing. So, man, you better get with this. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Somebody might not like it. But you need to come out of your shell and give God some praise. Amen. All of those secret praise and all that. I mean, that's fine. But, amen, you need to to give him some public praise, too. Amen. Be at the Super Bowl and threw your wig at the screen. I mean, go crazy over Cam Newton's dance. But you can't give God one. Amen. Give God, look at somebody and say, give God some praise. You give God praise because he deserves it. Amen. All this money we done spent on equipment in here. <laughs> Trent. Somebody need to be praising them. <laughs> Got more equipment than people. Somebody need to be <laughs> dancing, singing praises and playing instruments is our way of praising God. Amen. Nothing wrong with dancing, nothing wrong with singing. Nothing wrong. Now, you ain't gonna come out here and try to <laughs> cut a rug center stage. Amen. Ain't about you. Amen. A little African boy in that uh, offering video. You ain't gonna do that in here. You're not gonna do the Bojangle in here, Jack. Amen. We will sit you down. You ain't getting everybody's attention in Jack. Oh, no. <laughs> Amen. He was block. He blocking givers. But when you sit down, folks trying to give, you know, block folks bringing money. You know, I'm, I'm starting to believe that some of these folks are doing stuff to get uploaded on, on on the internet. They are doing it purposely so you will so they can get on the internet. Saw so a preacher praying for some kids that they just slapping and knocking them and kicking them. Y'all see that? I was offended. Little kids coming to me just pow. Just, just slapping and pushing them down while they coming up, even touching them and throwing them down. And one little boy kind of got around him. He just kicked him. I said, that preacher's pussy. They either messed his checkup or he's ready to retire. One or the other. They messed his checkup that Sunday. Folks do stuff to get on the internet. Amen. But dancing and singing and playing instruments is our way of praising God. Amen. God is glorified by these methods when we are what? When we're what? When we're sincere. So when we're sincere, God is glorified. If you ain't sincere, and then this is the thing I didn't like about the, you know, the old church. And, and when I talk about the old church, I'm going to talk about the whole old church. Great things came out of the old church. I'm a product of it. They taught me the word, different things, or whatever. But some of the little hangups that some, a few may have had or misunderstandings that they had kind of caused controversy uh, in people's belief or their belief was shattered when they found out it wasn't necessarily that way or it's not like that. So we have to make sure we're consistent with what the word says, no matter how old the tradition is. Amen. 
if it's a tradition, call it a tradition. So they call dancing shouting in the old church, right? But it's dancing. They didn't want it to be dancing because dancing would mean that, or they, would, they felt dancing would mean that they were doing it at their own will. They wanted it to look like something was getting them and making them do it. Okay? Well, we know that that's not true. Nothing takes your body and makes you dance. Amen. God is not Geppetto. And you are not Pinocchio. He is not <laughs> making you do that. But they try to, you know, they try to act like when the spirit come on them, God is making them do something. Now, there's nothing wrong with feeling good when the spirit come on you and you want to do something. But look at somebody and say, be in control. Amen. Ain't no cause in the scene. God don't like that. And we don't want that. Amen. You're not causing a scene because you so happy. You got to scream out while I'm preaching. You got one time. We're going to look back. We're going to look back. Somebody's going to come sit next to you. And the next time you screech like that, you will be doing it at Traders Village. We're not going to just take you outside. We're going to take you all the way to the village. You go screech over there. Because we're not doing that. I hate that kind of stuff. We ain't having no rainforest service. I hate that. All them different noises. No, no, no. No. I ain't doing it. You ain't that happy. I ain't doing it. You better stay in control because once we feel you out of control, that means we have to handle you. Amen. And we don't want folks scared to come to church. When I was growing up, it was certain people, people were scared to sit on the road. They on the road all by themselves. So we need those seats, but don't nobody want to sit on that row because she turns into a snake and slides behind everybody on the pew. Hey. Are you slithering behind everybody on the road? <laughs> Me and my wife have seen some crazy stuff, man. We've traveled and seen some crazy stuff. Folks sliding around, turning into ostriches and animals and walking all just. What's that? That's the spirit of the ostrich. What? The outback spirit? Oh, man. His knees on the back of his leg. He just. <laughs> need to be delivered you need some deliverance and they be used to it pastor's wife they, they be sitting there like and, you know i'm up talking i'm like looking like and pastor's wife not to serve oh yeah she she always do that <laughs> god is glorified by these methods though of of music singing dancing this is thing psalms 1 50 and 4. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with string, instruments, and what? Organs. Praise him with the string instruments and the organs. The guitar, the, the, guitar, the, the keyboard, all the stuff we have up here. Trumpets. We got everything. God said praise him with all of them. Amen. The timbrels, with the, the tambourines. Amen. But yeah, so praise him with all of those things. God wants us to praise him. Amen. The fact that the New Testament does not condemn musical instruments indicates that the Old Testament practice was continued in the New Testament church. 
Amen. Now, this is a big deal for Church of Christ. Man, Church of Christ, boy, they act like if some music is going on, it's all because the New Testament didn't specifically say to play instruments. They believe that they don't belong in the church. But because it didn't say yay or nay, then it means that it was continued from the Old Testament. Would that make sense? Since that's where the synagogue came from and turned into the temple and all these advancements, then God would have been specific and said, okay, now that you've come into the knowledge of this truth, this new New Testament church, y'all, the Old Testament, the instruments, the way y'all used to do it, we're not doing it that way anymore. The Bible would specifically say that, but it didn't. So that lets us know that instruments are okay. Amen? Amen. It just depends on who's playing them. Amen. Amen. I mean, it looks like now a lot of pastors and everything, they lower the standards for the musicians lower than the members. Amen. The musician can be up here with his hair in rollers, jerry curl rods, smelling like lie with a bag, and he can play. But can't nobody else do that. He can go play in the club, and nobody going to say nothing. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all haven't looked around lately? That's the way it is in church. They don't care. As long as he is playing, we need him to play. And then they try to justify it by saying, well, he's a paid musician. His membership is somewhere else. So he comes. You're going to pay somebody that don't want to hear you preach? Uh-oh. I just stepped off into something. I stepped and smashed something. You're going to have somebody playing in your church that don't want to hear you preach. When the preacher get up, they... Oh, Time to go out. What? Why would you want somebody playing for you that don't want to be there? If you stop paying, he'll leave. That means he don't want to be there. And that's why he can come in looking like, I mean, come in smelling all smoked out. They don't care. Man, he's going to make the music, so, you know, the, the standards are a little lower. Amen. Our standards here for our musicians are the same as everybody else. Amen. You ain't going to see no musicians up here with uh, earrings and cornrows. I can't get an amen on that right there. Man, but they lower the standards. You know, the, he's on stage with a, a man with earrings, and then you wonder why the little boys in the audience want some. Can I preach in here? This is not for everyone's church. Some folks, they, you know, they don't hold those standards. We've held to these standards from day one. It's always been like that. Because we want these young men to look a certain way so that they can go out in society, not be stereotyped as jive. Oh, player. Old Testament practice was continued in the New Testament church. Ephesians 5 and 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Amen. Some of this stuff is just too plain. I don't understand. But I told y'all last week, people start these belief systems so they can set their church apart from other belief systems. And, you know, so some man can be in charge of it. Having favor with all the people is saying that they approved of one another. So they all had favor within their group. That's basically saying that they approved of one another. Because the world disapproves of true Christians, we need like-minded believers as friends. I don't know how, how many times, I, I don't even understand. Why do saved folks want unsaved friends? Amen. I think, thank God my dad and my mom taught me how to disconnect from the wrong folks. They taught me that. 
Amen. And I value friendships. I value relationships and all that. But man, I know how to disconnect. You about to get me in some trouble. Man, I know how to cut you off. Even a week in me and my stand, I, I cut you off. Amen. I ain't friends with everybody I've ever known. Why are you friends with everybody you ever know? But we should have favor with each other, which means to approve of one another. Because the world disproves of us. The world doesn't like us. Amen. Do you know that the world is your enemy? The world is your enemy. So why are you embracing people of the world? People that promote worldliness. People that love the world and the things of the world. The Bible says if any man love the world, the love of the Father is absent. And if you love in them and close to them, something's absent in you too. Because the world disapproves of true Christians. We need like-minded believers as friends. John 15 and 19. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you what? Out of the world. Therefore, the world what? Hateth you. So why do you want to be with the world and the world hates you? One of the most important benefits. Y'all need to listen to this. Of the local assembly is being accepted by those that believe truth. This act, listen, counteracts the need and desire of the world's approval and gives us godly content. When you friends with people that aren't true believers, they mess with your contentment. You're not content with the things of God. You want more because your friend is not in God causes you to want more that's the benefit of the local assembly because you're accepted by people that believe truth so because y'all all believe in truth then y'all are all content but when somebody comes in the mix don't believe the full truth but have their foot in the world or their hand in the world they mess with your contentment because you desire that it's counteracts the need and desire of the world's approval and gives us godly contentment. First Corinthians 15 and 33. Do not be deceived. Bad company does what? <laughs> Let me say it again. Don't be fooled. I don't care how long you've been friends with them. Bad company does what? Ruins good morals. Good morals. I can't tell you how many friends in ministry. Because see, when I started EX Ministries, when we get ready to start, I had a whole group of dudes. Whole group of them. We get ready to start. We go out there. Blah, 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 blah. And then God spoke to me as plain as I'm talking to you right now and said, okay, now it's time to be by yourself. Get rid of all of them. And I said, well, Lord, no, I'm going to hold on to them because I really need these dudes. I, th I just feel like I need somebody, whatever. And then every one of them, knife, 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 knife. Okay, I'll let them go. I didn't know they was trying to kill me. They all fighting over who going to start EX Ministries. God says, separate yourself. I have to cut them off. That's why I say, I thank God for my mom and my dad teaching me how to be able to do that. Cut them off. For God, I just cut you. I just have to. Some folks, I got to walk away. I just got to walk away. Cut you off. Because this is bigger than us. Bigger than me and you. Our friendship and our ride or die relationship. It's bigger than all of that. I got to cut you loose, bro, because God has something for me. And it ain't just for me and my family, but my children are involved. 
I don't want my children growing up seeing that inconsistency because then they won't understand. I can explain it all I want, but they're not going to understand. So they're going to go get them some worldly friends. They ain't going to be friends with anybody in the church, none of the saved folks. All their friends, they're going to be constantly trying to battle their friends for, for the truth that they believe. And they're going to lose. And it's because the parents couldn't let go of their worldly friends. It messes with your contentment. Because bad company. Now, if we're going to argue with the Bible, who, you going to argue with the Bible? You going to argue with this? Bad company ruins good morals. So if you got good morals, if you keep bad company, you're going to do what to them? You're going to ruin them. That's what the Bible said. When we shun fellowship or avoid the gathering of believers, we open ourselves and our homes to worldly desires and affirmations. Yeah, so people that separate themselves from the, the, the believers are opening themselves up for worldly affirmations, to be affirmed by the world, to get the world's approval. This behavior births compromise and weakens our stand for Christ. Amen? Yeah, we can't separate. If we're going to be believers, adamant believers in here, then we don't separate ourselves. Y'all, we, 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 we in this together. So you should know each other. Amen. Now, you meet a sinner on the street or somewhere, you're going to witness to him at work, that's fine. But when folks start coming into your house, they need to believe what you believe. You're going to let a bunch of unbelievers in your house depositing crazy junk? Your marriage was fine until they came around. Your children were, was fine until you let that witch and that warlock in your house. Yeah, but I've been knowing them all my life. Yeah, but they ain't no believer. 2 Corinthians 6 and 14. You know, in witchcraft, I mean, it's plain as day. You talk to a witch or a warlock, which I've done on numerous occasions, and they'll tell you straight up. They're like, well, you know, we, we have no power of that house over that house until somebody lets us in. You got to invite us in. Once you invite the spirit in, then the spirit can do what it wants. Here's something that's going to really rattle your cage. It don't have to be a person. It could be a movie, horror movie. Yeah, all you got to do is let them do that ritual in that movie in your house. Can I preach in here? Yeah, see all this old worldly alliance and worldly friends segment. I mean, you gotta, you gotta outgrow that. You really gonna do something for God? You just gotta outgrow having worldly friends, hanging out with sinners. I'm trying to reach them, man. You've been friends with them for ten years. Now you going to their functions? You doing what they do? Who won? Second Corinthians six and fourteen. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. I mean, what else is there left to say? Is there anything left to say? Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Well, I mean, my friends are saved. No, they're not. They don't believe what you believe, and they're an unbeliever. Okay, if I believe what you believe, that makes me a what? A believer in what you believe. If I don't believe in what you believe, I'm a what? Unbeliever in what you believe. Be not unequally yoked together with what? Unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with what? Darkness. Some of this stuff is so simple and plain. God added to the church daily. When people come to faith in Christ, God's desire is that they be a part of a what? Fellowship of believers. Soon as you get saved, God wants you with his people. 
He wants you with his people. Look at somebody say his people. He wants you with who? His people. Hebrew 10 and 25, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but of exhorting one another and so much the more as ye see what? The day approaching. The great falling away has taken place because many have lost the desire to fellowship and attend church meetings. So church meetings are now, uh, you know, they're optional. We go hang out, do whatever we want. We make time for whatever we want. Then when it's time for the church meeting or the church folks or the believers to get together, I can't get, I don't have time. I got, I'm busy. You know, I need, I don't have no gas. But you got gas for every, everywhere else you want to go. That's too far. Yeah, but the way you went last night was far too. Oh, folks do what they want to do. They don't want to be with the, with, with the believers. If you wanted to be there, you'd be there. I don't want no big old church full of folks. Y'all think that impressed me? Man, I grew up the rough side of the mountain. I was teaching 10, 10 folks for years. Taught Bible study in my house with just my family. And I was up preaching just like this. Y'all hear me? I'm up just loud. Hey, man, I don't need no crowd. I ain't impressed by no crowd. Please, I don't want a bunch of folks in here just laughing at the jokes. Amen. I want some folks that's with this. Amen. But the great falling away, stopping people from liking fellowship. Want people to be busy with their own personal lives and to like what they like instead of them really trying to get to know folks that believe what they believe. Amen. This ain't the one friend church where you single out one person and that's your friend and you don't talk to nobody else. No, I don't do that in here. Something's wrong with that. Great falling away is taking place. Acts 2 and uh, 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and what? Fellowship. And in what? Breaking of bread and prayer. Y'all, come on now. You better know somebody in here. When children grow up without the fellowship of Christian peers. This is very important. They are pressured to seek the approval of worldly peers, which can change their goals and desires. So the benefit of you showing up and you being here and you making an effort to get to know other parents that are like-minded believers, it helps your children meet like-minded believers' children. That keeps the pressure of the world off them. When they are friends with worldly children, then the pressure of the world is on them to sell out, to compromise, and to do something wrong. Proverbs 22 and 6, train up a child in the way he what? Should go. Some of you parents, you're going to be held accountable for this. Amen. Because you're so antisocial in here, your children are antisocial. And so your children are friends with folks online instead of folks that they can see. Just wait till your children become teenagers and all this pressure gets on them from the world. Summary! Church fellowship should be a place where we come and praise God as a what? Collective body. Before we posture ourselves to receive from him, we should offer him a what? Sacrifice of praise. And sing about how thankful we all are, of, or thankful for all he has done. Praise should not be routine. It should be our what? Heartfelt desire. God is great, and we owe him praise and honor. When we praise God together, we what? We grow closer together. When we come together and worship unto God, we are what? United as a body. We also approve of one another's presence when we come together with singleness of heart. 
This is the type of atmosphere that God longs to what? Inhabit. He said he inhabits the praise of who? His people. Many are falling away from this model because of all the deception and corruption in many churches today. However, we must not let what others do discourage what God has as his standard. The early church model was intentional and was never meant to cease or become outdated. God wants us in fellowship and wants our children empowered by the presence of other like-minded children. God wants us to borrow strength from one another. This may require financial sacrifices and extreme measures to achieve, but what better effort to invest our money and time in than to raise our children in an environment where they can grow up with like-minded friends and families. Amen? (laughs) Hebrews 3 and 12, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence. What? Steadfast until the end. Everyone stand to your feet. You've been listening to a true church perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com.